Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. Got a little news for you. It's the news update on Make It Rain. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, Dane. I'm Alex Fasano with your Make It Rain news update. To your guys' last point, you are right. Uh, head coach, former head coach Mike McCarthy did interview with the Carolina Panthers, and it went very well. Uh, it took place right after the loss to the Indianapolis Colts. And to your point, Joe, you were saying he's learning all these analytics. He said in the interview with NFL.com, he's studying newer offensive philosophies and steeping mm-hmm. himself in analytics. That's really interesting to see. And to your point, Dane, you said the difference about Tom Coughlin not changing. The 20-year difference in the ages there. 56 years old, Mike McCarthy. 76-year-old, uh, Tom Coughlin. Sure. But, but, but you're absolutely right. The fact that he didn't change and that McCarthy's Mike willing McCarthy to adapt. Knows he has to change in order mm-hmm. to get a job. 100%. 100%. You know what I mean? Like, that's the way it's debt. happening. It's the bottom line. If you're absolutely. not involving in any aspect of your life, you better just lay down, dig the hole, and lay in it. You're dead. Period. Yeah. You go. Absolutely. And, and Panthers owner David Tepper indicated that they were looking for somebody mm-hmm. in a more offensive-minded coach. So the yep. fact that he's developing this new technique oh, listen, and these he's methods. Gonna, he's going to be a great fit wherever oh, he goes. No question. The league, no question. The league wants McCarthy back. Absolutely. The yeah. question comes to mind, where's Ron Rivera going to go? I'm sure he'll find a job just as quickly as, as Mike McCarthy did. So we'll see yep. what happens. This is going to be an interesting <laughs> offseason for NFL yep. coaches. Very excited. Yep. Yeah, we'll play the merry-go-round game uh, maybe next week, Joe. I think Bowles, too. I think he's another guy that'll be back on the sideline somewhere, too. He's going to get a bunch of interviews as well. He'll, he'll have no trouble finding a job. That I, is worry, I think one of them is already a wink-wink deal, though, Joe, as, like, coaching waiting when B.A. moves on. Either Leftwich or Bowles. Yeah, but yeah, we'll yeah. You that. know, that's a possibility, too. It's yeah. like, yeah, that's his guys. And remember, he brought in two African-American coordinators as maybe a path to be his replacement. I don't know. We'll talk about that another time, but... B.A. does does things like that. He has a woman head coach, uh, a woman positional coach as well. Mm. I wouldn't put, put it past B.A. to be uh, grooming an assistant. But we'll, we'll see what happens. Onward we go. We'll see what happens. Let's talk about Monday Night Football, guys. Last night, the Packers clinching the NFC North for the first time in three years, taking down the Minnesota Vikings 23-10. Aaron Rodgers only 260 yards and one interception. But it was the other Aaron that had a day. Aaron Jones, 23 carries, 154 yards, two touchdowns. Devontae Adams as well, 13 catches, 116 yards on the day. For the Vikings, Kirk Cousins, man, he is 0-9 on Monday Night Football. He finished with 122 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Mike Boone, it was Boone or bust for fantasy championships, and he busted. 11 carries, 28 yards, that's idiotic. Not as bad as Adam Thielen, though. I think he got a giant goose egg uh, on the my opponent's side of the uh, lineup, so I, I credit to yeah, Adam. Right. Yeah, maybe like one carry for like two yards, getting a maybe Nothing. point two. Ridiculous. Oh, this yeah. is a guy who was probably drafted what in your second or second, third? Yeah, I would round. say second, third. Yeah, and absolutely. He, you know, and, and did squad douche. After hamstrings the are tough to come back by. You know, hamstrings are a tough yeah. injury, so absolutely. especially in playoff time, you know, you want to be out there, but you got to make sure you're 100. percent uh, And Adam Thielen was not. But Stephon Diggs stepped up, had three catches for 57 yards. And a touchdown. But the real story was the Green Bay defense. They allowed 139 total yards, five sacks, and a turnover. This is also the first Vikings home loss of the season. So credit to the Packers and congratulations, the NFC North champions. You guys mentioned it earlier in the show. Beast Mode is back. Signed a contract that only includes Week 17 and the playoffs. When asked about new opportunities with Seattle, 
He simply responded, quote, we got history there. We got unfinished business. So this is straight ploy to get uh, through the playoffs. He's just trying to not get fined. He's just He's there just so he doesn't get fined. Get exactly. Get <laughs> exactly. And Seattle faces the San Francisco 49ers on Sunday Night Football in Week 17 for the NFC West title. So this is a huge game for, uh, for Beast Mode, uh, his return game. He finished the year with the Raiders last season, 376 yards and three Touchdown. So we'll see how uh, how good Marshawn Lynch will be back. I know he's probably itching to be back on the field, especially with Seattle. So uh, credit to Lynch, and we'll see what happens in Week 17. Real quick in the NBA, let's recap one game that was pretty interesting. The 76ers taking down the Pistons, 125-109. to Tobias Harris, who was involved with the giant blockbuster trade that sent Blake Griffin to the Pistons, he faced his former team, and he showed up, finishing with 35 points and 7 rebounds. Ben Simmons added a triple-double of 16 points, 13 rebounds, and 17 assists for the Pistons. It was all the bench, guys. Andre Drummond, 27 points and 9 rebounds off the bench. And then Derrick Rose added 16 points off the bench. They were the, team, they were the team's leading scorers in the game, so... Uh, interesting to see what the Pistons will do next. Uh, up next for the 76ers, they take on the Bucks in the NBA Christmas slate, and then the Pistons take on the Wizards on Thursday. Speaking of NBA Christmas, you got a huge slate of games for Christmas Day. The Celtics taking on the Raptors. They're two-and-a-half-point favorites. The Bucks heading to Philadelphia to take on the Sixers. It's a pick em in favor of the Sixers. The Rockets head to Golden State to take on the Warriors. Rockets are your 10-point favorites the Clippers and the Lakers this is going to be a great game battle for LA on Christmas Day the Clippers and the Lakers it's a pick them in favor of the Clippers and you got the Pelicans taking on the Nuggets in Denver Denver are nine and a half point favorites you also got the SoFi Hawaii Bowl it's BYU taking on Hawaii BYU are your two point favorites and the total is 64 points all right that about does it for me gonna send it back to the crew on make it rain helping you win some cash this holiday season the Sports Grid Network. Let it rain! You remember the class where I taught y'all how to make it rain? Make it rain. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. All right, away we go here. Hour number two on this Christmas Eve. It is December the 24th, 2019. Welcome in and a very Merry Christmas to you and yours as we uh, get ready for the last week of the NFL season. Week 17 almost upon us. Much to be determined. Bowl season coming our way. And, of course, the return of beast mode. Now, uh, it doesn't and it should not surprise us here, Dane, that uh, I am now seeing a uh, story uh, being released that, and again, to to my point earlier, the idea that uh, Pete Carroll uh, found out that, you know, Carson uh, is, you know, Bo Jackson now with a hip injury and, uh, you know, uh, all of a sudden we've got broken arms. Um, the meeting with Marshawn Lynch happened over a month ago. And apparently go. Pete Carroll and company had brought him in under the, you know, quietly they had brought him into a meeting and apparently uh, Lynch had uh, walked away from that meeting thinking this was a serious possibility so much to the point that he has been uh, in the gym apparently over the last okay, that's good. Uh, month and a half and uh, of course you know now we've this. got ourselves some uh, we've got ourselves some video here that shows what he has been doing since he hasn't been hit now for quite a while um, huh. this is his training regimen is him getting the crap beat out of him by his trainer okay. 
uh, over the last month to try and, uh, you know, to feels like what it's be what it's like to get hit in the NFL. And now the other the other thing they got going on here, we'll get the video up. Uh, his feet work, and you know, obviously, footwork is a big thing about okay. a guy that hasn't been there. Well, sure. th- there's some video here now of him running through the drills, and 33 years old, Dane. I- I'll let you see it, and and you tell me. But I think All the right, bottom line me. is anybody that thinks that this just happened overnight, like they're grasping at straws. This has been in the works for see. a while. There, there was a sense in Seattle they were going to need. Something well, there. Remember, Carson in the had the fumbling problems anyway, right? Yep. He had the fumbling exactly. issues. Yep. So maybe this was something. I got to tell you something. I ain't mad at that. If Marshawn Lynch nope. feels like what he needs to do is remember how it needs to take a beating, I, listen, I buy that. Cool. Yep, me too. He's going to yep. get the help. If nothing else, like I said, let's pick up an emotion in that stadium. Yep. Like, hey, this ain't a bad idea. It's coming. The beast mode is back. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. Yeah, to no surprise, Beast Mode. He's been working on this in secret for a while now, guys. And uh, from the looks of some of the video that is being leaked here, yeah, he's been uh, he's been prepping for this, and so has Seattle. So, again, kudos to the foresight of going just in case that plan B. Congratulations there. It should also be noted, by the way, guys, too, some other news. Um, Zach Ertz uh, of the Philadelphia Eagles broke his rib. rib. Yeah, and um, they Played don't know. It. Yeah, yeah, they don't know if he's going to be able to go. So that is something to be able to keep an eye on here, because I can tell you, um, once that shot wears off, uh, mm-hmm. once that cortisone shot wears off, guys, mm-hmm. it's uh, it's hard to breathe, and you know he runs the risk of another shot to the rib. There is. Yeah, that, it's not good. So he did battle through it. Four catches, six targets, 28 yards. But I think it goes without saying, uh, Zach Ertz is a huge, just when they're, you know, oh, yeah. hopefully getting Howard back and they're finally right. hopefully getting a little healthy, you know, two steps forward, one step back. And yeah. uh, keep an eye on that, guys. That's that's going to be pretty important against a Giants team who can't protect, you know, who can't cover tight ends. So this would be. Yeah, this would be a big loss for them. Uh, Mason Rudolph also done for the year. Leighton Vander Esch had neck surgery. So what does that tell you about the Cowboys thinking their chances mm-hmm. are of, uh, you know, like, why don't you just go under the knife and uh, and be done with it altogether? Uh, but you tell me, Dane, here is the yeah. footwork of uh, one Marshawn Lynch here. And this was um, this is him in gym. Apparently, over the last couple of weeks, he's been working with his trainer. And uh, it, it looks uh, it looks pretty nice. Uh, uh, you know, I, looking at me doesn't look like he's laboring by any stretch of the imagination here. Like he's uh, like he's going to be hurt or like he's not going to be able to actually, 
you know, eight carries, nine carries, couple of balls right. out of the backfield and, and being able to pass protect, like, you know, 33 years old and he's taking body shots here like he's Mike Tyson. So uh, interesting, too, this guy's the trainer he's been using, I guess, yeah. is uh, also a trainer that has worked uh, with Deion Jordan on his comeback, uh, Marcus Peters, in fact. Uh, he's a big martial arts guy, and and there's a bunch of dudes in the NFL that swear by him, so that's who he enlisted. So he's been serious about this. I think always half the battle with these guys is do they think they can do it and do they want to do it? It's not right. a money grab. This ain't a money grab for Marshawn guys. He's got guys. the money he needs, please. He, come on. He didn't spend a dime during his career. So, so Dane, this is about him wanting this. Like, he's, he's wanting to do this, to have yeah. gone through this now over the last month. He wants it, man. Retirement, you know, you can. There's only so many camels, I guess, you can go right, travel around the world right. and ride. Wasn't he the one with like the, the picture yep. of the camels? So, yeah. So yep. I, I think he's been done with that for a little while now. Well, listen, he is a interesting cat, right? And yeah. always will be. And he still will have plenty of years to travel the globe or do whatever it else he wants to do. I'm telling you the truth. Yes, he looks fine. I go back to it, Joe. Pass protection, knowledge of what you're supposed – you know the Patriots documentary is called Do Your Job? I don't know if Travis Homer off the practice squad knows how to do his job. I don't know. I do know that Robert Turbin and Marshawn Lynch know Good. how to do their job <laughs> in Seattle <laughs> under Pete Carroll yep. in that offense, okay? Mm -hmm. And I know that the biggest prized asset is Russell Dam Wilson, okay? Mm -hmm. So if you tell me – imagine what Russell Wilson's thinking. Right, Russell Wilson woke up on Monday morning being like, wait, who? Travis Homer? Mm -hmm. That's who's protecting yep. me from Joey Boza. I mean, excuse me, from Nick Boza, right, yep. <laughs> on Sunday. Yep. And now it's like, oh, Robert Turbin, I know him. Oh, Beast Mode, cool. I feel safe, you know. And, yes. and think about this. The Eagles, they re-signed the Jay Ajayi. I know they cut him yesterday, but that's the same kind of familiar guy. Think about how many times the Dallas Cowboys brought back Alfred Morris. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? It's the same kind of thing. We know that veteran can, you know, do his job. But maybe he's got some spunk, and you're right. It's only going to take, oh, what, what, eight carries, right? Will he be able to move the pile on a third and two? I got no problem with this whatsoever. It makes complete sense. And the luxury for them to have the foresight to think about it or plan for this or to have a veteran or, to be quite Brilliant. honest, two veterans. Don't like Robert Turbin has a role in this also. He really yep. does. I know Lynch is the sexier name. But watch Turbin actually get more carries, you know. Um, yep. But this yep. is a luxury for Seattle. And he was Seattle a pretty good and, pass and catching need. back, too. I mean, people yeah. forget Mar Marshawn Lynch can catch the ball. He had some hands. So there's a yeah, lot absolutely. of options. Now if I'm a defensive coordinator, I'm going. That's right. Now I got to go start pulling tape up on Marshawn yep. Lynch. Like I've got to. Yep. Yeah, all right. Let me know how to. You know who else loves me. this? You know yeah. who loves this? Tyler Lockett loves mm. this because yep. now that safety that's playing over the top on him ain't yep. there anymore. That's correct. Yep. So this is um very interesting development here for Seattle. Good for them for uh, prepping here and not putting all their eggs in a couple of dudes' baskets because yeah. who would have saw that coming anyway, losing not one but both your running backs as it is. So yeah. uh, good job for them. Uh, good news for Haskins, too, by the way, guys. Uh, they are, they've already ruled him out for this weekend, the finale against Dallas, but it appears that they're not really worried for any sort of long-term uh, situation. There was some concern that, 
he might have uh, there might have been a, just another horrific type of they carted him off like. But it yeah. turns out they just weren't taking any chances with him. He wants to play this weekend. And I guess even Schneider had to tell him, like, dude, you're not you're not playing like you're just like sit down. Uh, but Case Keenum, listen, you want to talk about Super Bowl. Uh, Case Keenum and the Washington Redskins have an opportunity to eliminate the Dallas Cowboys uh, chances altogether. Uh, and wouldn't this be a feather in the cap, like a great way to end the season for Bill Callahan and company? They're going to be ready for Dallas, man. They're they're going to go out there and they're going to compete. So it should be interesting. And another situation where, congratulations, you got a backup now that is not Trevor Simeon or uh, some dude off the practice squad. Another guy that could very well, Case Keenum, could be in the mix next year for a backup spot in a lot of places. Not a bad dude to have. Yeah, absolutely. And we've talked about some of these backups, right, that have made $40 million in their career and have yep. never had to and won't yep. have CTE when they get older. And absolutely. Yep. And here's the thing. Honestly, Joe, could you make a case that the Washington football team for one game on Sunday mm-hmm. is maybe actually a more dangerous offense with Case Keenum under center than Dwayne Haskins? That's what I'm thinking, man. Look at you know the what comeback. I mean? Like, Case Keenum. And like you said, he's got stuff on the line. Like he, I don't know what his contract situation is, but he might be in the merry-go-round and out there as a viable backup in one of these places. But I actually think that the Washington team is maybe more dynamic, maybe better with Case Keenum under center. But it is good that Dwayne Haskins avoided anything major that would impact like the off-season yes. program. That was yeah, it, right? Going under it, the it's night. not having surgery, and it's not no. impacting the off-season program. Same with Kyler Murray, right, Joe? That yeah. hamstring they're saying is nothing, like, catastrophic. Um, so as long as they're the ready to go... Pole. Right. As long as they're ready to go come, you know, whatever uh, mini camp is, April, May, then yep. we're great. If, no if, if Aspen's like, like or an Achilles or an ACL, that would have yeah. been horrible. Vander Esch would scare me if I'm the Cowboys. You got your middle linebacker now going under the knife for neck surgery. That's a bit of – that would scare me there a little bit because that kid – you could see the difference. with. And I give credit to Sean Lee, the veteran man, for for stepping in and doing what he did. But not having Vander Esch in that middle, that hurt the Cowboys here this year big time. And, Joe, didn't – you know, you talk about how great – that linebacking core was. You talk about Van Der Esch. Didn't Jalen Smith have, like, neck surgery also after college? Well, well, he had a big catastrophic injury. Or was it an ACL? Or something was, like, you know, so now both yeah. of them, yep. right? Van Der Esch and Jalen Smith, these two young, absolutely dynamic, run to the ball with mean intention linebackers, right? Covers, too. And now yeah, they're both. Yep. Yeah, and now they're both. I, I'm not going to go and say they're, like, injury prone or anything like that, but, hey. No. They're, they're compromised a little bit as they move on in their careers. Difference makers on the defensive Absolutely. side of the ball. And given the fact that Dexter, like all the other pieces they had there, on the, it, yeah, what could have been as unfortunately there, there was, right. uh, and again, guys that are going to have to, they're going to have to make it. Jerry's got a lot of decisions to make here over the next, uh, over the next six months, man. There's only so much money to go around and he's got. We'll give it all to Lincoln Riley. He got a lot of dudes. Give it all to Lincoln Riley. Well, there's no cap on Lincoln Riley. But there's a lot of dudes they're going to have to figure out. Are they going to be a part of the Cowboys' future or not? And at what price? Yeah, Jerry, I don't envy you. I don't envy you, Dak. You just lost millions. 
Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more. This Christmas Eve to the grid, sportsgrid.com. I'm Joe Neri. He is Dane Martinez as we look to make it rain for you on this Christmas week. And also want to remind you guys that if you would like for Christmas to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire, we can make that happen for you as well. In fact, uh, the NBA in full swing, five games tomorrow. Might be time for you to dunk on your NBA DFS competition with the DailyRoto.com Optimizer, just dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this year. You can compete with the pros with the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. It is, uh, without a doubt, the most accurate projections available in NBA DFS. Plus, you get lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. And you can save 10% right now on winning NBA DFS advice using the promo code DUNK. That's DailyRoto.com forward slash DUNK. DailyRoto.com forward slash dunk go get your 10 percent off right now and get winning nba dfs advice and remember dailyroto.com is where millionaires are made and as we take a look here dane at uh, some of these uh, possible early bets to make as the uh, lines now are starting to adjust themselves here in the nfl for week 17 especially now since we've learned teams like uh, right. The Ravens have no intentions of playing uh, Lamar Jackson or pretty much uh, Mark Ingram or most of the defense. Um, I think even the uh, I'm pretty sure that the, uh, the the trainers also might get the day off. I'm, I'm pretty sure everybody's going to be on the sideline there. Sure. But it's interesting because we've got now we just told you that Mason Rudolph done for the year, right? So he's finished. So now we've got Duck Hodges and what exactly for Pittsburgh in a must-win situation. We have RG3. We have a whole bunch of second stringers, obviously, for Baltimore. And I'm looking at this total. It was around 38 and a half. I don't know if FanDuel has it any. Is it still 38 and a half? 38 and a half. Yep, 38 and a half. Is it an under? I mean, am I missing something here? Should this not be under all day and hurry up before it gets to 36? Maybe. Here's my here's my counterpoint, though, Joe. When we talk about run games and we talk about offense, we all talk about the offensive line, Joe. You know, we all talk about the offensive line is what really does it, right? And I know that they've also said it looks like Marshall and Yonda will not play. But when we talk about resting the starters, like, most of the, the offensive line will still be there, right? And, like, who's to say that Gus Edwards, uh, Justice Hill, Willie Sneed, and RG3 against this with this offensive line can't be 70% of the Ravens' offense that's scoring 40 points on people. You know what I mean? So I, I, I agree with you. This profile's to the under. If I had to pick one, I'd be, I would say under. My fear is that the Baltimore scheme, run game, offense, offensive line, it's just so plug-and-play that they'll still be able to put up points. 
if it wasn't the Steelers' defense and how much uh, and and okay. what they have shown and been able to do, any lesser defense, I would agree with you. I'd be a little cautious. But okay. because of what's at play and because they've now lost two straight games, um, I, I think it's you talk about all out on the line I, and and a division rival. Yeah, I think they're going to go just you're going to see an effort here that we probably haven't seen. And I do know the Steelers also uh, since week three, guys, keep in mind, they're nine and four against the number. So this is a team that covers uh, even without, uh, you know, Big Ben here. And I think this is a team that losing two in a row, they do not want to go quarterback aside. They do not want to go into the offseason knowing they lost to a Baltimore team that placed its starters on the bench. And you couldn't beat even the scrubs. I, to me, I think it's just too yeah, much. They may not want to, <laughs> but yeah, you know, I, they don't want to lose. I just but don't, what happens I when think, the man in front I of them is just better? Is, listen, they lost 16 to 10 uh, to the Jets. Uh, it wasn't because right. the defense wasn't lights out. Um, what, Sam well. Darnold's not better than RG3? Uh, yeah, no. I, I no, think the Ravens' should... offensive line is better than the Jets' no, offensive line. I, I don't buy that. <laughs> I don't buy The Ravens' offensive line is the Ravens' offensive line because Lamar Jackson's making decisions, not RG3. Uh, yeah. I don't buy it. I think RG3 is a nice piece. He's exactly what you need it to be. He's a guy that's going to sit there and make sure Lamar doesn't get killed in a game that means nothing. But this defense is going to be out for blood. Uh, with the Steelers, make no mistake about it. Tomlin like will have the these guys ready to rock and roll. Do you like the Steelers to win the game? I like the Steelers to win the game, yeah. Uh, what is it, a two and a half? I like the under better, but yes, I like the Steelers to be able to find a way to be able to get it done against the backups okay. of the Ravens. Because when push comes to shove, what, how, much, how many risks is Harbaugh going to take in that game? Like, uh, I mean, what, what exactly right. are the... Are, are they willing to do in order to be able to prove a point against a, a Steelers team? Like, I don't. I don't know, uh, Joe. Listen, there is still that rivalry. We do know. And also, Hobo is the same kind of guy that what? Like, isn't he the guy who hasn't lost a preseason game in like four years? You know? <laughs> and then, so there's that same kind of like, no, no, no. We go out there and win. Um, I, I hear you. Okay? It is all backups. You're right. The Steelers have more to play for. But I. What if the Ravens and specifically like that offensive line, like I'm saying, what if they're just that good, you know, and I think that is possible um, as an outcome here. I know the total is low for a reason with the motivation, but, you know, in other games when they take Lamar Jackson out in the fourth quarter, I've still seen this offense move the ball. Not against the Steelers defense, you haven't. And in week 17, with the games that are on the board with so much unknown Here's a game we do know. Here's a game we absolutely know. The Steelers, there is no tomorrow. Like, they have lost two in a row. They have an opportunity and needed help. Uh, Tomlin and this defense, which has been one of the best defenses in the AFC, uh, is not having to beat Lamar Jackson, is not going to have to beat Ingram, is not going to have to beat them. No, their defense also not going to have uh, Earl Thomas, Earl not going to have. Yeah. We know this. Of all the things we don't know in Week 17 on this card, you're looking for edges. The edges is clearly on the side of the Pittsburgh Steelers here. And it's clearly on the under, given what we know. And Harbaugh has already made the statement like, yeah, we're going to put our best foot forward. But, you know, it ain't the preseason. And we ain't risking the fact that, uh, you know, anybody else getting hurt at this particular point. So Tomlin's got a group of guys right now that have zero to lose. Absolutely zero to lose, which I think makes them probably one of the scariest bunch 
uh, on the card here this week outside of the Dallas Cowboys. What are you going to get from the Dallas Cowboys this week? We know they got to win, right? We know that they've got to take care of that. But like we just said, that is far from a given in this game. In fact, when you look at the spread, Dallas is laying 10 and a half. 10 and a half points. Again, it's not, it's Case Keenum, but, you know, it's not a, it's not a rookie. It's not a guy off the street. Like it's not, uh, I don't remember what the guy for the Jets was. What the hell was his name? Um, Falk. There you go. That's him. It's definitely not Luke Falk. And, you know, the Redskins, I think, going to be pretty motivated. To I just don't know how much you're going to get from the Cowboys. I do know expecting them to win by double digits. Oh, yeah. That's, oh, God. Yeah. That's a Listen, big Listen, I don't trust Dallas a lot in this one either. And, and remember, Joe, that's why also we have all these division matchups in week 16 and 17, right? Right. For things like this, when we talk about motivation and stuff like that, uh, you know, the NFL is making the bet when they did the schedule changes that no team is going to want to, you know, just see their division rival come in and dump truck them, right? Right. But one of the things we always talk about, Joe, just from a numbers in sports investing, that 44 and a half is a relatively low total and 10 and a half is a relatively high spread. So how do they get the 11? How do they get the 11 point margin? What are they telling you here? Right. If you're looking at a game here, what are they saying? 27, 17. That's the way to get 10 points at 44. So I don't know. I think I do think Washington under Case Keenum with Adrian Peterson running all day and McLaurin mm-hmm. being a nice rookie. I think he is second among rookie receivers in yards, yep. I believe. I'll have to double check that. I think Washington can put up more than 17 points. I don't yeah, like I, Dallas could win this game, but I don't know if it's by 10. I I'm with you. I, I think the number stinks. I think it's a especially if they come out and that's right. You know, could you imagine? I mean, seriously, Predator, the, the, Washington. I just can't, you know, yep. sleepwalking. And you got yep. guys on the other side looking for, you know, playing for jobs, playing for. I. This is such a bad spot for the Don't Cowboys. Be sleepwalking they and try win? to tackle Adrian Peterson. Right. <laughs> Who's going to be playing with a vengeance Damn here. Right. And for probably some such record. a bad spot. <laughs> so bad for them. I mean, will they win? Yeah, they'll probably win because they've got more talent. But. Uh, are they going to come out and say, well, we're going to write the ship now? They haven't been able to do it all damn year, Dane. I don't know that they're going to be able to do it against this team. I mean, it's it's a scary proposition. And as far as the Jets go, our team, listen, yeah. I can tell you this. They ain't quitting on Gase. They ain't quitting on Greg Williams. Uh, and Buffalo, of all the teams on this, has is already locked into the number five seed. Talk about a right. team that's got nothing to gain and, and, and who's going to have to play a game Next week, already in the wild card. The Jets are a point and a half underdog in this game, I believe. They're still an underdog in this game here. The value is, to me, clearly on a New York Jets team who is not rolling over for anybody at this point. Yeah, you know, and I think you make a great point that the Bills are locked into the five. Moreover, one of the predictions I was going to make, Joe, you know it profiles, that we wild card weekend, the Saturday 4 o'clock game, the first game, I'm telling you right now, it will mm-hmm. be Buffalo at Houston. Yes. <laughs> like that's the game no, they're going right. to put out Absolutely. there at 425 yep. on Saturday. Yep. I'm telling Absolutely. you right now. And they'll put Kansas City probably in the mm-hmm. 1 o'clock spot on Sunday with whoever is there, especially if it's Pittsburgh. But I digress. Joe, you should please ask Gabe 
uh, in about half an hour. I'd sit Josh Allen. I really would. I really would. Joe, you know how my narrative is like these three amazing quarterbacks, Lamar Jackson, Patty Mahomes, Sean Watson, how that's the key. Well, well, Josh Allen is like, why does What's their play for? What happens if he, happens if he has an ankle like Haskins, a hammy, like Murray? You know, I, 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 there's no value add to Josh Allen being out there. Exactly. Want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations, and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you are doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. These uh, early lines here in the NFL Week 17. There is, uh, there, love the whole divisional matchups, and there is absolutely some value on the board from the standpoint of some teams are just going to be Buffalo, nothing to play for, yet they're still a point and a half favorite. Uh, taking on the Jets team, who is still playing, and don't forget, they've got a quarterback that missed five or six games, new coach. They're still trying to get better, um, and they yeah. have got better, and they continue to play, so that's good there. Uh, the Miami Dolphins and the New England Patriots is interesting from the standpoint, not because I think Miami can win, but they're getting over two touchdowns in a game. And we've, you know, we have seen the Miami Dolphins be this kind of double-digit dog in the past, and it's... Um, Listen, if one team, let's not forget last year, Miami did beat New England uh, in a game there uh, in Miami because Gronk Gronk forgot to play football. But Well, he doesn't know uh, how to tank angles. He's not a safety. He took a bad angle. And Miami's playing. (laughs) I mean, Miami is playing hard. Are they the most talented? No. But are they playing? Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Who's the coach of the Miami Dolphins? Yeah, the same dude That's that true. was the defensive coordinator last year for Miami. So it's an intriguing matchup from, listen, New England's got to win. That's it. New England wins. They're the number two seed. Good to go, guys. We're ready. Let's get to the playoffs. Um, I will be very interested to see because I think something happened last week, which you'd be absolutely crazy, guys, to sit there and try and think that Tom Brady and the and the Patriots uh, have somehow here have you know, the, uh, the dis- they're at a disadvantage heading into January. What they showed last week is they went back to doing exactly right. what won them the Super Bowl last year. They sure, ran they it down your throat. They created play-action passes, and they play lights-out defense. And that will win, and you know it and I know it, Dane. That'll yep. win in January every damn time. And Tom Brady was better than I've seen him look. The running game was better than I've seen it looking against a tough-ass Buffalo Bills defense. Not easy, but that whole ability of we're going to run it down your throat now, that's what we're going to be good at. We're not going to try and do things we're not. We're not Lamar. We're not, uh, you know, we're not Mahomes. We are going to run it down your throat, and then we are going to create play-action passes that are going to be spot on. Uh, and by the way, Nikhil Harry is a big – did you see how tall that dude is? Yeah, man. Like, we, we say they don't have any – 
holy crap, is that dude? I'm like him. I'm looking at him again. Trayvon White, I'm going, dude, he's like nine feet tall and at him over there. So interesting red zone target. But I'll be interested to see what New England does if they continue down that path, or if we are going to run it down, you were going to get really good at this, and this is what we're going to do going in. We have a week off, and then we'll probably in all likelihood have to welcome in Kansas City at this particular point. So I'm looking forward to seeing what the offensive game plan is for New England in this game. Uh, because, again, 15 and a half points, they might have nine-minute drives in this one again. Yeah, you know um... – this is exactly what happened last season as well, Joe. And we I just mentioned it, how, like, in the playoffs, you know, we talk about it. Sphincters get tighter and a different style of play yep. is important. Joe, Sony Michelle, 21 carries, 96 yards against Buffalo on Saturday. He was the engine for the Patriots in the playoffs last year, if you remember. Multiple touchdowns, multiple 100 yards games. And you're right, and we touched on this earlier in the week, Joe. The Patriots are showing you who they want to be in the playoffs. They have realized, the whole world has realized, right, that Tom Brady and these receivers, even though Harry is a nice little addition, they are... They are Julian Edelman over the middle. They are James White out of the backfield and not a whole lot else. Maybe Harry comes on and becomes a little piece of this, right? But that's Mm -hmm. who they want to be. But, Joe, it's the same thing as we just talked about in Dallas and Washington. You're telling me a 15-and-a-half-point spread with a 45 total, Joe? Mm-hmm. And you're telling me that this New England Patriots offense, which has on some level built, not been exposed, but at least the blueprint has been a little bit more definitive on how you try and play against this team. I don't know that the Patriots are getting 30 points against anybody right now, and that's what they would need for this total and spread combo, Joe. The only thing that uh, that you'd have to watch out for is how turnover-prone Fitzpatrick is in these spots. The, right. You know, defensive and special teams touchdowns, yep. because I do think we're going to see a completely lopsided time of possession, Dane, you know, where if everything else oh, goes yeah. according to plan, I don't know that they're going to score 35 on them because they're going to be, you know, they're going to have nine minute drives right. again. I mean, yep. that's what I think the game plan is for them. They're not going to try to quick score. They're going to keep no, Fitzpatrick on the sideline. Because also, Joe, think about this. You, you, you articulated it absolutely correctly. I know there's a ton of stuff to happen. But the mm-hmm. next game the Patriots are probably playing is against Patty MF Mahomes, right? Okay. And what is their game plan? Whether it's whether whatever their game plan is against Miami is one thing, right? Oh, keep Fitzpatrick on the sidelines. I'll tell you what, this is a dress rehearsal for the way they want to and will need to play against yep. Kansas City. Okay, yep. so you will need to keep and Patty Mahomes on else. the sidelines. Yeah. That's yep, right. And, and if they get through that, they're going to see, just like I've been talking about, Joe, an amazing, young, ascending African-American quarterback. They will yep. see after Patty, they'll see either Lamar or Deshaun, in my opinion. Right. Yep. And so they're going to have to do the same thing. This is just a dress rehearsal for the approach they are going to have to take in order to progress in January. It's um, but again, neither of those guys can hurt you if they're on the sidelines, exactly. you know, in a two and a half to one that's time the way of possession. And that's, that's right. why it's how they beat the Rams last year. That's how they'll continue to do it. Because and guys, then, that was a glimpse. Their defense, that was a glimpse their against a Buffalo a defense that that's has right. been lights out this year. That's a top 10 defense. And they dumped by the time the fourth character came and this same thing happened to Rams. They were exhausted. They, they were that's exhausted, right. missing tackles. That's hello. Welcome to New England football in January. 
Yep, or you limit the possessions, and then you rely, as Bill Belichick, you rely that your team will do their job and the other team will make the big mistake. Make or eventually stops. you get the big special teams play. Yep. Or eventually you get a big-time call from the refs, right? Yep. But the Patriots may be game-managing the, you know how you hear teams be like, oh, we're just going to try and keep it close going into the fourth quarter? Yep. Like, that's the way the Pats are going to go after this moving forward. Yep. Yep. And the, listen, the number one and number two seed, guys, is is huge because as good as Kansas City is, whoever, they got to play an extra game. And an extra yeah. game against, in all likelihood, right. let's say it stays the way, they got to play a team Tennessee. that's already beat them this year. Okay. Yep. So this is a, you know, there is no intimidation factor. There is. So it's a, it, everything's a matter of matchups. Well, the matchup with Kansas City told us that Tennessee can hang. So it's that much harder in January now. That's the why. number, that's why these number one and two seeds are so damn important, Dane, because Kansas City having the two seed? Oh. I told you, I'm about to ride that horse, Joe. That's the one I'm yep. looking at. And I'll tell you what else happens. I'll but tell you what else is. that much harder now is the number oh, yeah. three seed. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. An extra game and then potentially at New England. Yes, they mm-hmm. have won at New England, but that's no easy task. And, right. and you know what else? I'll guarantee you something, Joe. You know you don't like to do that in sports. I'll guarantee you something that's different if Mahomes and the Chiefs get a bye in the two seed instead of the three. Mahomes won't re-aggravate any injuries in a wild card game, Joe. Yep. And I'm not saying that's going to happen, but, you know, the percent chance goes down to zero if they get a bye. Correct. Yep, absolutely correct. There is uh, a lot to be determined here in Week 17, but there are also the games within the games. And teams like New England, what are they going to be working on against Miami? Uh, What are they fine-tuning here against Miami? If we see another two-to-one you know, time of possession day, and I can guarantee you, I know exactly where this is going in January, guys. Get ready. Uh, and Lamar and company will all get an extra week of rest, which is good for everybody involved. It's going to shape up to be an epic showdown. In the meantime, you've got the Tennessees, the Houstons, the uh, the Kansas Cities, uh, you know, and, and these are teams that are all going to have to do it the hard way, unfortunately. But uh, the question is, uh, best man standing. Uh, but that's why you want that one. That's why San Francisco wants that victory on Seattle. Come to Santa Clara. Give us the extra week. A team that could use the extra week, too, as far as uh, injuries. Because it's not like they can sit anybody. Right. Who the hell is San Francisco going to sit? You know, they don't want the five uh, seed. Got- that yeah. extra game. And Green Bay is saying the same thing, same and thing. New Orleans yep. is saying the same thing. Lambeau yep. Field and the Superdome are no yep. places you want to go in January either. Yep, it's great the way it's shaped up here in, uh, in hey, Week Joe, 17. you know where I want to go in January or on Christmas Eve? Where's, Hawaii. Where's that? Hawaii. Hawaii. Yeah, yeah, Hawaii. Talk about yeah. a home dog, huh, Joe? This is like redefines home dog. <laughs> they're never any good in this game, though. That's the I problem. They, they're always I home. Know. And you would think the visiting team is like, oh, it's Hawaii. They always end up getting their asses right. handed to Hawaii them. on Christmas Eve. I'll yeah. mail it in. Yeah. And Hawaii, by the way, BYU and Hawaii have a long history together. They used to be in the same conference. Same conference. 23 right, right, right. and 8 is what BYU is. They're also 13 and 8 against them in Hawaii. So BYU is. <laughs> You know, they're a bunch of 28-year-olds on BYU. Between That's their, true. You know, they just between, finished their mission. They're not 18-year-olds. They're grown-ass men with houses and cars. It's like, come on. you got to be and, kidding know, me here. 
I wonder about this, Joe. Can I ask you real quickly? Like, we talk about yep. teams that, like, oh, had fallen expectations, right, mm -hmm. um, and are not live, or their coaches have gone. There's a few games every year, bowl games, where, like, it's a literal home game for one of those teams. Do you yeah. buy that? Yeah. Is that a trend? Does that help? You said how it doesn't help Hawaii necessarily, but is that something we should be looking for in the next week and a half? It, it hasn't, but, you, you know, yes, I, I think so. There's, There's a, a little bit of home like cooking that, though, going right? on. Uh, you would like La Tech is playing better. in Shreveport on the 26th. Right. <laughs> you would think they would be a, an unmovable force having to play in Eastern Hawaii Michigan and being is playing in, in Detroit <laughs> on the 26th. The other problem is, and this is interesting too, the storyline in this game tonight, guys, is that the actual coach of Hawaii beat Hawaii when he was with BYU as their quarterback 10 years ago. So, like, he was oh, wow. the BYU quarterback 10 oh, years wow. ago and beat Hawaii in Hawaii. So this is one of those really crazy, you know, six, uh, you know, six yeah. degrees of separation here where they know each other very well. And I do think Dana's going to be a million points scored in this game. Really? A million I don't need a million. I just need more than six. I need, just need 65. Yep. Yeah, it, more than that. Yeah, you're looking in the 40s for both of these teams. Over really? Here. This is going to be a fun game to watch tonight. Um, this is going to be a good time here. In fact, I think when he did beat Hawaii, the coach, uh, the coach of Hawaii, when he beat him at BYU, he beat him 72 to 45. That's the oh, kind God. of games these have been. The exactly okay. the kinds of years they have been. So expect a shootout, at least an entertaining game. It's not going to be a 10-8, uh, you know, 10-7 kind of situation. Yeah. Weather but you like the over either. Yeah, it won't be you a like weather. Well, not an issue. Yep. That's true. I, I like Unless BYU. Give me the 28-year-olds uh, over the 18-year-old. Okay. Except Cole McDonald. This is a kid a lot of people think is a sleeper in this year's draft. Uh, the kid out of Hawaii. Got a cannon, Dane. Wait till you see this really? kid throw the ball. Yeah. Yeah, and but he's so Hawaii. It's such a yeah. spread out, like, what they run. Like, is that going to translate? I mean, cool. I mean, good props uh, with the kid. Yeah. We'll yep. see. <laughs> yep. No, I've yep. seen a lot of quarterbacks, these kind of impressive, you know, Mike Leach kind of spreads that don't deliver at the next level. But I, all they got to do is deliver more than 65 points combined tonight for yep. me. So good to and know. But will. I'm looking at these, though, yards on the season with 29 touchdown ah. passes, this kid. Yep. And he missed two games. Oh, <laughs> that's great. <laughs> And that's like, Joe, on Michael Thomas, I saw a list of most catches in your first five years in NFL history. Jarvis Landry's first all-time, then it's like Larry Fitzgerald, whatever. Michael Thomas is actually second all-time for most catches in your first five seasons. Yeah, he's got one more game left to play in his sports season. Yes, yeah. exactly correct. Yeah, there are some guys just got it, and you want to keep going to them. <laughs> Cole McDonald's got some choices here. Four receivers over 800 yards on the team this year alone. We'll give you some of those make it rain plays. We'll do that coming up next. Want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations, and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you are doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. Yeah. Yeah, DNC. All 
right, guys, a couple of uh, couple of games here that we'll uh, throw your way. Uh, we'll get to in a second, but uh, certainly on uh, behalf of uh, Sports Grid, want to wish you and yours a uh, very safe and uh, happy Christmas here. Happy holiday. We'll be back on Thursday, getting you ready for a couple of more bowl games and, of course, yeah. the final week of the NFL season. And, uh, Dane, I'm going BYU to 28-year-olds here today. I think uh, I think they're going to be ready to go. Scrappy team. And the thing that did it for me is that they have played uh, the 35th toughest schedule in the country. Hmm. Uh, and uh, Hawaii played the, uh, the 85th. So I, I do, do think they're more battle-tested. They're finally healthy. And, uh, you know, BYU, they got wife and kids at home, these guys. Uh, That's right. Multiple. Uh, so as far as <laughs> I'm right. concerned, I'm going BYU tonight. Give me give me the U, baby. Give me BYU to get it done on the money line. All right, fair enough. And, Joe, I want to echo your sentiments to everybody out there listening and watching. Niffin, Sunalisa, Bob in Vermont, the guys down in the pit, Fasano, Bavona for making us sound good. The, everyone from the sports keg to Lorenzo Neal to anybody who's been touched by Make It Rain uh, this year, and especially you, Joe. You know, we've been doing this now for 11 months, and uh, it's been a grand old time, all right? So I think we have some fun every morning and try to make people a little bit of cash as well. Uh, to that end, I'm going to listen to you, Joe. Those sa- those scores sounded pretty damn high. Give me the over in this game, okay? I remember even at the very beginning of the game, of the season, Jacket. we were taking yep. a Hawaii over like four mm-hmm. months ago, so I'll end it with a Hawaii <laughs> over as well. Exactly. Give me over 64 and a half. And I'll take, uh, yep. I'll take the Lakers on Christmas Day, Joe. Uh, LeBron's playing. Uh, he yep. already said he's playing. So LeBron I'll take the Lakers on Christmas Day. Yep, LeBron Remember, they didn't make that. the statement in opening night. He was like, yeah, I don't care. Oh, I think LeBron yeah. cares about this one. I like LeBron yep. and the Lakers on Christmas night. LeBron getting ready to go. Should be uh, should be fun. I wish we had Zion and others uh, available yeah. in this game. Knicks but, uh, aren't on the know. schedule. What do you know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> not, yeah, what a shock. Also not on the schedule. Fisdale but, uh, may be on the booth on ESPN, though. <laughs> Morning after is next again. Uh, Merry Christmas to you and yours. We'll be back hey, Thursday. Hey, Gabe, Ariel, Merry Christmas Get as well. Ready.